You're listening to the Travel Geniuses Podcast for travel agents who love planning vacations for their clients, but wish the business side of things was just a little bit easier. This is episode 49, and if you're feeling a little insecure about yourself and your ability to run a business, I've got some tips that'll help. Hey, Travel Geniuses, Christy here. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the podcast. I've actually just finished editing the whole podcast, but then realized I needed to pop in here real quick to let you know that Elizabeth has agreed to do a Q&A with us. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, make sure you check out episode 48 with Elizabeth from Souvenir and Far, where she talks about the completely different way she runs her travel agency and her business. I think you're really going to like it if you haven't listened to it yet. And I know some of you have expressed interest in taking part in a Q&A with her. So she did agree to do that. We haven't nailed the date down yet, but I wanted to give you the link to sign up and then I will shoot you an email as soon as we've got that sorted out. It will be sometime in October. Um, but that is at travelgeniuses.com slash QA. So question and answer. So slash QA. And there will be a form there where you can sign up to get an email notification. And I will send you an email soon after you sign up asking for a question. And you will have the ability to ask her that question live on the call if you want. But I just want to make sure that everybody's prepared with a question because I don't want to end up um, setting this all up. And then we get on the call and everybody's too scared (laughs) to ask their question. So I just want to make sure Um, that we all have questions so that it's worth her time and worth our time too. So anyway, that is at travelgeniuses.com slash QA. And uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Also, I think I mentioned in this episode that I was really nervous about this one. I was feeling a little insecure about it as I was recording it, but it actually turned out pretty good. So I think you're going to like it. Let's get to it. I know I said I had some really great interviews coming up for you still, and I do, they're coming, but in the meantime, or until then, I wanted to pop in with a quick solo episode to talk about something that I've seen come up quite a bit recently, and that is imposter syndrome, or just in general feeling like other people are doing it right, you're doing it wrong, and maybe you're just not cut out for this after all. And I wanted to address that. And I think some of this stuff may be things that I've talked about in past episodes. Uh, I might have touched on it. I don't think I've done a full episode on this, but hopefully this doesn't feel like repeated information. I think it's super important. And I know that this is something that a lot of you have been struggling with, especially now with our whole industry and gosh, our lives being so uncertain right now. So if you haven't heard the term imposter syndrome before, don't know what it is. My understanding of it, and I'm sure there's more detailed explanations, but to me, it is the voice in our head that is telling us that we don't know enough, we're a fraud, we're just faking it. Um, Any day now, somebody is going to expose us for the imposter that we are, that we don't know enough, everybody else knows way more than us, and we will never get to where they are. And for this episode, I'm also touching on not just imposter syndrome that's telling us that we don't know enough, but also that voice or are comparing ourselves to other people and thinking that 
we just don't have what it takes to create and grow a successful business because that's, it's not necessarily imposter syndrome, but it's also something that just gets in our way mentally telling us that we have no business trying to do what we're doing today, trying to be a travel agent and grow a business. And the first thing I want to tell you about both of those thoughts (laughs) is that 99.9% of people in the world probably have those exact same thoughts. Even the most successful travel agent you know of and the most successful person you know probably has those exact same thoughts every single day or every week or every month. Um, We all have it. There is somebody that I follow. I've mentioned him before, Pat Flynn. He actually just this week has been posting a few things on Instagram talking about this. And he did a a reel on Instagram where he uh, was getting ready to push record for a podcast. And he popped up all these thoughts in that go through his mind right before he pushes record. And then you know, all the negative thoughts, like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Nobody's going to want to hear what I have to say. I don't know what I'm doing. And then he pushes record and like, that's okay. I'm just going to do it anyway. So even he, who is incredibly successful businessman, um, is makes a lot of money, helps a lot of people is an example of the kind of business person I would like to be. And you would think does not have those thoughts anymore because he's proven he can do it he still has those thoughts as well. And I know I've mentioned this before, but there are so many times when I am publishing or pushing an episode live and I literally, the thoughts in my head are, okay, this is the one, this is where they're going to figure out that I don't really know what I'm talking about. I have those fears all the time. And the only reason I still actually publish those episodes is because like I've run out of time. (laughs) It's the deadline. And I literally don't have a have any time to come up with a different topic or record another episode. And I just have to do it. And I know I've said this before, those are always the episodes that I get so much great feedback from, from you guys writing in telling me that it's impacted you in some way. So I know those thoughts are lies. (laughs) But we still I mean, they're still there. And we all have them. And, and the trick is, to recognize them for what they are and just push past it anyway. The more you do it, the easier it is and the less power they have over you. And this is true for a lot of things. Um, I know I've talked before about how I struggle with taking time off and not pushing myself so hard and not trying to force things in in my business to the point that I literally make myself physically ill and I've been talking to a couple of other people online who have experienced the same thing, like fever and chills from overworking themselves. And I know this, and I know that the answer, even though I've got a to-do list a mile long, um, I know that the answer to getting that stuff done is to stop working and take a half a day or a day off, or sometimes even a week. And everything in my brain is telling me, no, 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 we have all this stuff to do. You can't just take time off. And then the other side of my brain is like, yes, because we've done this before and we've proven it. And the more I do that, the quicker I am to A, recognize when I'm wearing myself out and B, remind myself that, okay, I've done this before. I know it works. We can just quit. Everything will be fine. Not quit, but you know, take a break. Everything will be fine. 
So that process where before it, the, honestly, the first time it took me a couple of years to figure it out. Uh, and then, you know, it would be a week and I finally go, oh yeah, I know this. Now it's like an hour or as soon as I start to feel a little off, I'm like, oh, I'm doing it again. The same thing will happen with this imposter syndrome stuff. It You do have to be aware of it and know that it's a thing. And then you have to learn to recognize those thoughts in your head and then know what to do to combat it. The more practice you get at recognizing what's happening and using tools to get past it or just pushing yourself past it, the less time it'll take you next time. So for me personally, uh, sometimes it can put me into this really bad mental place for a week where I'm just like, oh, this is too hard. I obviously don't have what it takes. This isn't working. You know, other people are doing better things than me. I don't really know what I'm talking about. They're way smarter than I am. Sometimes I can just get into this funk and think, okay, that's it. I just need to get a regular job and accept that that's going to be my life. Uh, But the more I use this muscle to combat that or work past it, the less time it takes. And now I can very quickly be like, oh, no, that's not true. Like, I've already been through this. I've already heard this conversation. And I know that's not true. Let's just get back to work and move on. So anyway, I'm hoping that in this episode, you'll have some tools to help you move past it as well. And the first step, like with almost everything is just recognizing it. And as soon as you're able to recognize it for what it is, that is half the battle. Okay, so let's get into the how to part of this episode. And I do want to just mention really quickly, in case I didn't make it clear, because I think I rambled a bit, what these thoughts are is essentially any negative thought you're telling yourself about yourself. Anything that you say, I can't, I shouldn't, anytime you're comparing yourself to somebody else, anytime you are down on yourself for making a mistake, and just any negative self-talk, that's what we're talking about here. And this is the kind of stuff that I'm hoping these tips will help you move past those thoughts a lot quicker. So my first tip or suggestion is a couple of books that you could read that I found very helpful. And the first is who the F am I to be a coach? And um, it's like F with some, I'll link to it in the show notes. It's the F word, but it doesn't say the F word. It's got like symbols in there. Um, And it is a very tiny book. I think it's $3 on Kindle. And yes, it's for coaches, but I think it's very applicable to travel agents and the work that we do as well. So anytime she mentions coach, just switch that to travel agents. If you need some help kind of translating some of the text, not translating into English, but I mean, applying what she's talking about to your job, let me know. And maybe I can create something to help make that a little easier. It's super, super tiny. Um, It's, I think, a self published book. And I ended up buying the the paperback version as well, because I just found the exercises in it so good in helping with issues like this. And then the other one is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And I mentioned this in my Facebook group, like I'm so ready for this trend of putting all these swear words in books to be over. I don't personally care, but now I have to put a rating on this episode. But it's a good book. And that's another one that will help kind of 
walk you through some exercises and um, some evidence that all those stories in your head are just not true. And next I have some things that I think will help you increase your confidence and help you really see that you are more than you think and you do know more than you think and you're doing better than you think. Sometimes I think I was thinking about this as I was preparing for this episode. I don't know what it is. I'm guessing it's somebody hundreds of years ago who wanted to make sure that the peasants never (laughs) like challenged the status quo. But we have this thing in our culture, and I don't know if it's in other cultures as well, but where it's like looked down upon to be proud of yourself and your accomplishments. One of my coaches I worked with, she had me instead of like a gratitude, like three things I'm grateful for at the end of the day, she told me to write down three things I'm proud of at the end of the day. And I just thought, That is such a powerful thing to do because I've never, I don't give myself permission to be proud of things that I do for the most part. There's this, you know, you don't want to get a big head. And in the movies, there's all these, wow, movie culture really is quite damaging to to us to an extent. But there's always like the bad guy in the movie is always somebody who's super confident and um, very proud of themselves and what they've done. That's never the good guy. That's like that. The good guy's always really humble and, um, not realizing how good they actually are. I don't know. That's something I, if you know the answer to this, I'd love to hear it, but I definitely feel like there is a stigma attached and, and we're taught as young children not to be proud of ourselves and not to quote unquote brag And, you know, if we do, we're going to get a big head and we're going to turn into a jerk. And that is just not true. There is, there have been studies done that it takes, I looked it up before this and I was shocked at how low it is, but it takes like six compliments to offset one negative comment. And this was the stuff I found today was geared towards like supervisors coaching somebody under them. So for every one thing you tell them that they did wrong, it takes six things. You need to tell them six other things that they did right in order to equalize their confidence in themselves or something like that. But in my opinion, it's way more than that. Like, I don't know about you, but personally, I almost completely ignore all the good stuff I hear. But one tiny like not even uh, there's a, a a review on the podcast and it said something. It wasn't even bad. <laughs> it wasn't even a bad review, but they gave me like three stars and I was just like, crushed and almost like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. Never mind that there are like 30 other really good reviews. Like we just put so much power in the bad things and almost do everything we can to ignore the good things that we hear about ourselves that um, I think it's like 100 to one, I think you need 100 good things to combat any negative. And so I don't think you're in any danger of becoming too big for your bridges and thinking you're just, you know, the best thing since sliced bread, whatever phrase you want to use. I don't think you have to worry about that. I think 
everything we can do to bolster our confidence is a good thing. So I want to give you some tips for doing that. And the first is to get really clear and make a list of the the value you bring to people and in the work that you do. And I've mentioned this exercise before, and this actually comes from that book that I mentioned, Who the F Am I to Be a Coach, where you just literally, I don't know if I'm taking it exactly the same way that she did, but um, just make a list of all the things you do for your clients. And even if you're just starting, I know there are a lot of people out there who have said, like, oh, if you're a brand new agent, you shouldn't charge a fee, blah, blah, blah. And I just don't think that's true. I think you need to maybe find a mentor, even if you have to pay, uh, to just have somebody available to fact check you because you don't want to make a mistake. Like I've heard of people booking flights to Paris for some clients and it ends up being Paris, Texas, not Paris, France. I booked a client that had a layover in London overnight and I messed up the timing on that one time. So like you don't want to do those if you can at all avoid it. And those are things that sometimes you don't know until you do it. So it's good to have somebody kind of fact checking you if possible. But Um, even as a brand new agent, you are bringing value to the client's vacation. And if you don't believe me, think about the job that we look down upon the most in our world. And I don't know why, but we always use the like burger flipper, um, phrase when we're talking about somebody who doesn't deserve a lot of money, but you know what those people make close to, or at $15 an hour now for, making food or taking my order at a fast food restaurant. And are they bringing value to me? Yes, they are when I don't feel like making dinner or I'm out running errands and I don't like I'm far away from home and I'm just starving and getting hangry and I need something to eat. So even a burger flipper, and I'm not disparaging them, it's a valid job, but they bring value to people at least worth $15 an hour. So I'm sure that you can come up with a list of things that you're doing for clients, even as a very brand new agent, that's at least worth $15 an hour. So I want you to list all those out. And I really strongly suggest that you get that book uh, and work through the exercises in there because there are others, but um, really look at the value that you bring and list it out and, and kind of calculate in your head how much that's worth. Maybe to somebody who has more time than money and, you know, is kind of bored and they like planning vacations, somebody like you, I think maybe that's why we don't value what we do as much because we like this stuff. We like planning vacations and to us it's fun and easy. So there are probably people like you out there who don't value it, but there are also a lot of people out there who are busy, who don't have the search skills and organization skills that you do, who will value what you do. So I want you to list that out and just really look at it and be honest and appreciate what you're doing for people. Another thing you can do to boost your confidence in your skills and the value you bring to people is to boost your skills and the value you bring to people. And you do this by learning and studying. And I'm not talking about attending 50 webinars a week from every single supplier and every single destination. If you have not heard my episode about specializing, I want you to go listen to that today. I will link to it in the show notes. But um, 
I've heard this example where they'll say like draw a circle and then draw 15 arrows outside that circle, say like an inch long. Like that's what you're doing when you are scattering your learning and you're trying to learn everything at once. But if you pick one thing, one destination, one type of travel, and instead you add that 15 separate inches into one line, look at how much further you're going to go and how much more knowledge you're going to have about that. You're Instead of being, you've heard that jack of all trades, expert at none, that's what you're doing when you're trying to learn everything. And I know I love learning. Like there's literally, I don't think anything I love more than learning. Um, so I know it's really hard to say no to opportunities to learn about different destinations. And you may think, I'm just going to sit through this webinar. I'm not going to like... It's just sitting here. I'm like, I'm not going to become an expert in this destination. I just want to get an overview of it. But that's time that you're not able to spend on something else. You could spend four hours a week really becoming a a destination expert in one area, or you can spend 15 minutes a week on eight different areas. Which one do you think? Oh, no, sorry. That would be 16. Sorry, half an hour a week on eight different areas. Which one do you think is going to make you an expert the fastest, the four hours a week, you can always branch off after you kind of master one or feel pretty confident in one area, you can always add another destination or type of travel, and then become an expert in that one as well. But don't try to become an expert on everything at once that is just going to lead you to be more insecure about your skills and your knowledge. And listen, everybody's recording their webinars. So if there's one that you're really interested in, but it doesn't fall within something you're trying to specialize in at the moment, just save that link somewhere, either set up a bookmark in your browser or create a Google Doc and just paste all the links in there and the topic. And you can always come back and watch that later. But I guarantee you, they're going to repeat them. They're not only going to teach you one time how to do something. So there's always going to be another chance. Just please focus on becoming an expert in one thing. And I promise it'll make a huge difference in your confidence. All right, the next thing, and these are not in any particular order, is to look back at how far you've come. This is something I forget to do all the time. I have such big plans and huge goals and so many things I want to do for you guys. And I feel like I'm never going to get there. And I feel like I'm just like on the first little rung of the ladder I'm trying to climb. And I look in front of me and there's just so far to go. And I forget to look back and see where I was six months ago, where I was a year ago. And this is, I mentioned the year in review. I did an episode about that and I'll link to that in the show notes. But this is one reason doing a year in review is important because it gives you something to look back on. We very rarely sit and like think about where we are at the moment and look back on where we were. But filling out those books that I suggested in that episode really gives you a reference point. So you can look back and be like, Oh, wow, look what I thought then look where I was then. And look where I am now and how much things have changed. The next thing I have on my list is, this is my favorite is to create a confidence book. Remember, I said that we tend to shy away from um, 
looking at all the good things people say, because we don't want to get a big head, we don't want to turn into a jerk. Well, I want you to make a very conscious effort to remind you of all the nice things and great compliments and great reviews and testimonials you've gotten. Every time you get a DM via Instagram, every time you get an email from somebody, uh, whether it's a compliment or a comment about a post you've done or a blog article you've written or work you've done on their trip, I want you to screenshot that sucker and print it out and create a book. You can either just put them in a binder. You can use those page protector things for it if you want. Personally, I'm hoping when I have enough to put them like have, you know, uh, what is it? Shutterfly. That's always like, I always get these coupons for like a $7 photo book coupon from them. Um, I'm going to use it the next time I get one. And I'm going to put all of these in a really nice book. And I'm going to keep it at my desk so that anytime I start to doubt myself, or I get a sort of not great, you know, like a three star rating on iTunes or something, I'm going to pull that sucker out. And I'm going to remind myself that there are way more people who appreciate what I'm doing, and that I have helped than there are people who only think I'm doing a three star job. And you guys, honestly, I don't I want people to leave honest reviews. I'm not really whining about it. I just I'm using that as an example of how silly our brains are and how much we can blow up something that's really not even a negative in the first place. And speaking of negative comments, I want you to be aware of the number one source of negative comments. And it's not Instagram and it's not YouTube. Although I'm a little scared to get on YouTube because I've heard it's a really awful place sometimes in the comments there, but that's not even the number one source. It's your head. You are the worst critic of yourself. I would bet money on it. And for most of us, there's this constant voice in the back of our head telling us what we can't do, what we're bad at, how awful we did on that thing. And I just want you to be aware of it and start to turn that off anytime you you notice it. So again, just like all this imposter syndrome stuff, it takes understanding what's happening and then just okay, I'm not going to have that thought anymore and just change the subject in your brain. Even if you have to like watch TV or something, just like do something to make your brain change the topic. But be aware that you are your worst critic and you are the number one source of negative comments about you. And just so you don't think that, that I was lying about how I struggle with this too. I'm getting pretty passionate about this and I feel like I'm rambling a lot and maybe saying some some things that don't make sense or I don't know, just saying some stuff that people are going to think is weird. So I'm having those thoughts right now as I'm recording this, like, oh, this is not going to be fun to edit because I'm going to have to take so much out because I'm saying such nonsense in this episode. So what I'm going to do is just stop thinking that and move on to the next point, which is to stop following peers. Um, if you find yourself comparing yourself to them. So what I mean is other travel agents. Um, I have a hard time with this one because part of me thinks I should be a big person and I should be grown up enough to be able to follow somebody who is doing the same thing as me and doing things differently and maybe having success in areas I'm not. But The truth is that I'm not always able to do that. Uh, Sometimes I see other people's success when on the one hand, I am genuinely 
thrilled when people have success. There's also the voice in my head that sometimes says, oh, look, they're so much better than you. How come you're not there yet? How come you didn't have that idea? How come you didn't take action on that idea when you had it six months ago? Like all those thoughts go through my head and it's just not good for me and my ego and my confidence. I don't want to say ego because there's such a, but that's really what it is. But it's not good for my confidence to be exposed to things like that every day. So anytime I am following somebody and I'm having those thoughts, I have just learned to unfollow them. And sometimes like I feel like I'm over it and I'll follow them again. But it doesn't mean that I don't support them. It doesn't mean I don't like them. It doesn't mean I think they're a bad person. It doesn't mean I don't wish them every bit of success and more. Um, It just means that I need to protect myself and do what's best for myself. And sometimes following people that I might compare myself to is not good. Now, I will say sometimes it's good to follow peers because you get inspiration for things to do, but that inspiration does not have to come from other travel agents. You can get, and honestly, it's better to get inspiration from people in other industries. Maybe you follow some coaches, maybe wedding planners, whatever it is, you can get just as much inspiration and good ideas from people in every single other industry. So don't feel like following travel agents for inspiration is the only option. Along the same lines, it's also good to unfollow influencers who make you feel bad. I know there are a lot out there who try to put out this perfect Like they never do anything wrong. Their life is perfect. Their makeup's always perfect. Their house is always perfect. Their desk is always clean. Um, Their marketing always works. (laughs) Uh, If they're making you feel bad, like you can't live up to them, it's okay to unfollow them. I have done that with a lot of people, um, mostly because I just, I can't relate, but also makes me feel like, gosh, I will never be there. Like, I will never be that put together and that on top of everything. And so maybe I'm just not cut out for this after all. So anybody that you follow that makes you question yourself and your abilities, go ahead and unfollow them. It's okay. I promise. All right. I think we're to my last tip. (laughs) And this is definitely something that I've said before, but this last bit of advice is to do what feels good. And specifically, at least at the start, (laughs) I'm talking about marketing. Don't try to fit yourself into somebody else's mold of what worked for them. I want you to do what works for you. And I had Britt Colo on the show a while ago, and I'll link to that episode in the show notes as well. Her whole thing is about fitting your marketing platforms and strategies to your personality and doing what works for you, not what works for other people. And this kind of goes along with unfollowing influencers. Don't follow people who are teaching methods and strategies that don't work for you. I have talked before about, or maybe I haven't talked about it, but there's this huge debate lately among marketers online about hustle culture versus chill culture. And both sides think the other is wrong and just damaging and evil and whatever. And that's not true. Uh, They just are better for different people. And I personally am somebody who I would literally make myself sick trying to 
live up to the wholesale culture, which is kind of like get up at four in the morning and work hard, hard, hard all day long, and then go to bed at 10 and get up at four in the morning and do it all over again. I can't do that. And I'm not that high energy. So that is not a life I want. And it's not something that gives me energy, but it doesn't mean it's wrong. There are other people that I know who are super high energy all day and they would die of boredom if they had to try and live their life the way I do. So (laughs) I'm not saying one is wrong, but I'm saying find what works for you. And if you're following somebody who's talking about things that don't work for you, and it's making you feel bad, don't follow them anymore. Find people I've made a conscious effort to find people that I can look up to and follow who run their businesses and their lives in a way that I want to emulate and that would work for me. And that makes me feel much better than following somebody who's doing something and I'm constantly thinking, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Obviously, I'm not cut out for this. This must not be the path for me. Maybe again, I should just go get a job. True confession, at one point in my life, (laughs) it's kind of funny to think back on now, but I, I used to try, I tried so hard and I just couldn't make any progress. And I literally thought that, I was missing something genetically that other people had that let them succeed and was holding me back. And like, I would not have a single, I couldn't do it because I was missing whatever gene or part of their brain that they had that I was missing. And that just wasn't the case. Obviously, it's just I was following the wrong people. And now that I found people who are doing things in a way that aligns more with me and how I work and how I want my life to be, um, I'm much more confident. So don't make that same mistake. If you're following people and thinking, oh, I'm just not cut out for this. This is obviously they have something that I don't. maybe just look for different people to look up to and follow. This also applies to marketing strategies. If you hate being on camera, don't keep following people and watching webinars and taking courses about how to be good on YouTube. Um, You can try it. Maybe you're just a little bit afraid. And once you get past that fear, like before I started the podcast, I would have never imagined that this would be something I enjoyed. It was like the furthest thing from my mind that I would ever do. But I gave it a shot and I actually really enjoyed it. And it turns out to be the perfect thing for me. Don't just dismiss an idea offhand if it seems interesting to you and it's something you think you might enjoy. But don't try to force yourself into a strategy that does not feel good to you just because it's worked for somebody else or because some expert is telling you it's the thing to do and it's going to change your business. It might, but it might just make you miserable and feel like a failure and question your abilities if you're trying to force yourself into something that's just not a good fit. All right, sorry, this is really the last point, I promise. Um, It's kind of along the same topics, but you know, when I mentioned that it's really important to specialize in one thing, like focus on learning and becoming an expert in one thing at a time, same goes for your marketing. I know that sometimes, and again, this is from experience. I have tried and tried and tried so hard and just hit brick walls and never like felt like I was working so hard to grow my business and not getting anywhere. And the reason was that I was just trying all these things, like the shotgun approach and just like, trying a million things. Like I talked about that circle and you have like little arrows, 15 different arrows going out one inch 
Um, whereas if you focus on one thing that feels good to you, you'll have like 15 inches of progress versus one inch of progress in a whole bunch of different things. So, um, I know I've said that before, but really focus on just one thing that feels good. And when other opportunities and other ideas come up, file those away somewhere, have a list of links, of things that you want to go back to later when you've mastered this one area, but don't try to do everything at once. That is just a recipe for feeling like you don't know what you're doing. You're never going to make any progress and maybe you should just quit. All right. That is it for this episode. I hope that has helped. I know that maybe you're not here. Maybe you're doing great and you're super confident in everything that you're doing. But for those of you who are struggling, I really wanted to just share some things that have helped me. And hopefully those are things that will help you along the way as well. If you've gotten any benefit from this at all, please do me a favor and leave a review on iTunes. Um, even if it's a three star, that's fine. (laughs) I don't want you to lie, but if you loved it, I definitely want you to go leave me a review. All the links to all the episodes and other resources I mentioned on the show will be at the show notes, which you can find at travelgeniuses.com slash episode 49. Um, also I've grown up and I've learned how to put the links in the show notes in iTunes. So they should show up there as well. But if you don't see it, travelgeniuses.com slash episode 49. And I do have some really great episodes coming up. So please make sure you're subscribed and please do me a favor even more than just leaving a review because that's just vanity metrics. Well, it helps people find the show, but that's more for my ego than anything else. But please share this with your travel agent friends. If you think they'll benefit from listening to the show as well, that means everything to me. And I really do appreciate that. All right. I'll see you next time. Have a great week.